Hey, Mr. Official. Mr. Official, can I talk to you for a second? Back off, coach, if you want to stay in this game. I know all about it, Titus. What are you talking about, Bill? You call this game fair, or I'll go to the papers. I don't care if I go down with you. But before God, I swear I'll see every last one of you thrown in jail. You dig your own grave. Defense on me! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's the Fantasy Football Junkies podcast, week number 10. And yes, I had to throw that in there from Remember the Titans because of all the controversy from that Bears-Steelers game. Oh my goodness. Spanky with me this week. He was in Vegas last week and unable to do the podcast, but he's back with me this week. Spanky, do you think those reps are going to end up in jail for for that call last week against the Bears, man? It was I don't know if you guys felt it so much down in St. Louis, but here in in Springfield, in Illinois, you know, Bears country, they were they were fired up about that. I find it uh you always see those memes or whatever they call those gifs, gifs, whatever with officials looking at each other and <laughs> saying, "Hey, you make the call." No, you make the call. I'm not making the call. No, you make the call. You're the headlines judge. It's crazy, and I wonder, you know, you played in the intro there that the, uh, the uh, you know, defense on me, dig your own grave, and that all type of stuff, and it's kind of weird, you know, on a football field. I wonder how much of that actually – you wish the mics would be a little – pick up a little more of that conversation. Obviously, that's a whole thing, but I think that would be interesting to listen to a coach to an official, obviously with beeps in there. Yeah, for sure. And there's actually video on YouTube. Uh, you know, you can look at it and search it up, and it's getting more and more and more uh, available for people with the way social media is today. You've coached football, youth uh, youth football. I've coached youth football. Um, it's a little different, you know, when you're coaching, depending on the age of the kids, because you don't want to blow up and go off on an official where there's a five-year-old standing next to you. But <laughs> as your kids get older, it does change just a little bit. And speaking of change... Um, you know, we're going to get to all of our uh, usual stuff with the uh, teams on a bye week, the Thursday night football focus. I've got a must sell list here this week, and I'm not too happy about it because one of my guys is on the must sell list. Um, but we also got your biggest booms and busts. But that Thursday night football focus, you're really going to want to stick around for that because um, basically, one of the teams that's playing tonight, you want to start everybody. That's all I'm saying. Um, so <laughs> here, here's a topic I want to I want to start off with the podcast with Spanky because I, I was in a conversation with somebody here at the radio station. We were talking fantasy football, and he was talking about his lineup. And I said, "Man, I go, you got a pretty stacked team." I said, "I said, you, I said, what kind of league are you in?" Because you know when you hear people and they and you know when you when you talk about fantasy football teams, usually you're the only one that wants to be in the conversation. You know, <laughs> let me tell you about my fantasy football team, guys. But, you know, when you talk to someone else who's in a league or two and you want to, you know, bounce some things off of, the conversation can be plentiful. So he he read his lineup to me, and he's like, I just don't know who I should start. I said, are you kidding me? I said, what kind of league are you in? I said, did you draft that team? I go, how did you end up with that team? Because he's got a stacked team. I'm not going to run down his roster, but it's stacked. There's, I mean, I, he's like, yeah, these guys, you know, don't know much about football. The, he's like, but really, honestly, he goes, the only player, he, the only player that he drafted was his quarterback and he on a running back. He uh, picked up the guys or obtained these guys by trades throughout the entire year. 
and he said, my entire team, he goes, we, we, start tw- we have 21 guys total. It's a 10-man league. They have 21 guys in, in his league, okay? He's only got five guys that he drafted out of 21. Five guys. Five guys on his team in week 10 that he drafted uh, at the beginning of the year. So that got me thinking. I was like, well, wow, what, what about my team, you know? So I went back and looked at it, and I think the reason this is such an important thing is because if you're a fantasy football manager and you're serious about this, I don't think your teams are going to look at all the same on draft day. You might have uh, the same starting players here and there, but like on our league, Spanky, you know, we're in a 10-man league. You're the commissioner of that league. We have 17 spots, all right? Kicker defense, obviously, part of those spots. So you have 15 position players, okay? My kicker and defense changes every week. I don't know about anybody else's, and I'm, and I'm a big— we've talked about that many times in the podcast. I think you can change a kicker and a defense every week and be fine. But out of those 15 players, Spanky, <laughs> position players, only six of those 15 did I draft on draft day. <laughs> That is it. Six. I only have six of the same guys out of those 15, man. I'm sitting at seven of my 17. <laughs> it's seven It's seven of 17. Uh, but really, take your kicker but, and your defense out, though. You've only got five. True. Yeah, you could true. Yeah, I see your point there. Seven of 15. But what I look at and what I think is so important is you sit there and look, okay, at least I do it to myself. Why did I? What was my decision to take, for example, Kyler Murray in the fourth round? (laughs) You know, when you know what you could have gotten later on. Right. I think the more disgusting thing, honestly, for my team in particular, is my my number one and my number three pick, I'm basically useless for the past five weeks. Right. We're in week 10. So I've had the first round pick and my third round pick for half of the season, and I'm holding my head above water at second place and slowly, well, fastly thinking, you know, but it's, it's a good, it's a good topic, especially because, and I was listening to some other stuff. I don't know how or why, but people are talking like playoffs are starting here, like within the next two weeks. And I don't understand that because I believe we have about five or six more weeks left because 16 weeks, correct? Yeah. 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 Six, six more weeks left. Yeah. So you just sit there and look at, at holy cow, you got to start adjusting yourself. And you look back and like, okay, wow, I already got rid of half my roster. What else can I get rid of? (laughs) Yeah, and it is a good thing to grade yourself, you know. I mean, don't listen to those grades early on in the season. We talked about those, uh, you know, week one. And I think we talked about them prior to week one. But just, you know, you can't go off those grades. You need to grade yourself really, I, I think, at like week 10. And the one that makes me sick, there's there's always going to be one that makes you sick on your team when you look at your team. I drafted Michael Pittman Jr., all right, in the 11th round, dude. The 11th round. He's no longer on my team. That's what makes me sick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I sure could use him this week with all the injuries and bye weeks going on right now. Speaking of the byes, there are four teams on a bye this week. Bears, Giants, Texans, uh, Bengals. Really, um, I don't think you should have to worry about any of these players because there's not a lot of them that are must starts unless you're on the Bengals squad where you got Higgins, uh, you got Burrow, 
you got Chase, and that, that boy is probably one of my, my favorite wide receivers to watch. But, I mean, Bears, really, are you, are you really starting anybody from that team every week? Probably not. Giants, uh, maybe, probably not. Texans, maybe. Uh, it's not really even much to talk about there for those teams. Is there anybody on those teams, though, Spanky, that sticks out to you that you might be missing this week? Montgomery, now that he's back and right, he's healthy, true. and it looks like he's going to take over the majority of the carries. It looks healthy. I'm surprised. He, I, honestly, I'm surprised they played him prior to their bye week, and why not give him, you know, this past week and plus their bye week just to make sure he is. But I think he kind of proved it. I actually have him in a league, and and I was scared to activate him and try to start him. So I uh, that be the only one really. Yeah. I, well, and Jamar Chase from the Bengals. You're obviously missing him. So right, right. Um, so moving on to our Thursday night football focus. I'm sorry. Let's go to must sell. Must sell first. Sorry, we need to. I, my, my outline's all jacked up here from having to change it a little bit. So uh, must sells. We 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 did a buy or sell. I think right now week ten spank. I think <laughs> like it, it, I don't care where you are. If you are, you know, um, nine and one. I still think you're a buyer, okay? If you are, you know, you think you're out of it at like one and nine. I still think you're a buyer because I don't think you want to ever give up. Like my son, I'm really disappointed in my son. Uh, he had some things happen to his team that were just, you know, a lot of bad injuries. It, it just, it's, it's not good. You know, there's a lot of teams like that, and he's kind of just given up. And I'm, and I'm really upset to him. And, and so I've taken over his team, and and that'll happen too. I think to people who are young or people who have gotten into fantasy football for for their first time. Because it really isn't fun if you're already out of it. You know, I get it, but you. But I always tell them, I'm like, look, man, it's fun to be that spoiler. You want to be that team that knocks somebody out. That could be your big match, you know. And plus, when there's something to win, like high score, or, you know, hopefully you have that in your league, there's always something to play for. And you should consider that next time you do a fantasy football league, if you get in one, make sure there is something to play for after week nine uh, so teams don't drop out. But anyway, um, I think every team, no matter where your record is, you're trying to buy somebody, okay? But I think you also, it's hard to figure out which players you want to sell because looking at my team in, in, in two of my leagues, I don't want to give up anybody. You know what I mean? And even I've got these three players here that I, that I really look closely at. And I think if you've you don't want to be you don't want to be me. Basically, you don't want to be me. You don't want to hold on to these players, thinking, oh, you know, they're going to do something. And it did kind of bite me in the butt with Deonis Johnson, you know, because I I picked him up. I made a great pickup. He played. I helped me beat the number one team in the league. Then I dropped him because I had a bye week and I needed to pick up someone to start because he had a bye week. I think you have him now in one of the leagues. Um, that I'm in. I do, but it, it, I don't think it's been confirmed on what's going on with Chubb. But that oh, he's correct. sick. Yeah, definitely. It, 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 he's actually that's something I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. But DeAndre Johnson's. Uh, yeah, let's stick around for our booms because there's an update on that from yesterday. Um, but but Khalil Herbert. Okay, that's the point I'm trying to get to. Khalil Herbert is a player that I'm just for some reason I want to hold on to him just because I don't trust the whole David Montgomery thing. I was wrong. If you missed the podcast last week, I was totally wrong. Last week, because I, I thought it was going to be like a 60-40 split. Not even close. I mean, Herbert only had, I think, maybe nine snaps. Montgomery got the bulk. No, it was flipped the other way. What's that? It was flipped the other way. Your your split came the other way from what you called, correct? You thought it would be 60-40 Herbert, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I was totally wrong. So right. Montgomery's first game back, we saw a total of 10 snaps for Herbert. That's it. 
compared to Monty's 53 plays. <laughs> and I think you said it earlier. I mean, you, you, you breathe a sigh of relief, I'm sure, having him. I do, especially seeing what he did, like I said, with one. I'm surprised he came back when he did. I thought they was going to fully make him come back or have him come back after the bye. But, I mean, I'm glad to see that. It helps me uh, keep in perspective the long-term goal of what, you know, obviously what we're trying. It makes me feel like my team's not as horrible as I feel it is. Right. I think Herbert's a must-sell right now. I think DJ Moore, wide receivers from the Panthers, you know, it's time to get away from all the Panthers. I'm serious. Even Christian McCaffrey, and I'll talk about him in a second. Um, I get teams like Chicago's offense starting to look better, but the Panthers almost look worse each week. It's it's just disgusting. Um, and that's my son, you know, drafted a couple of Panthers, and he's kind of just upset because he doesn't like watching them anymore. Um, and it's, you know, the quarterback situation, ugly. Running back situation, ugly. Wide receiver situation, ugly. You could probably get something for more right now. That's why I'm saying it's a must sell, all right? You need to cut him from your squad don't keep holding on to him. Get rid of him if you can get something back. And then Christian McCaffrey, that he's my other must sell, and this might surprise people, but you know, you could argue with the injury history that CMC could be added for a discount right now. And if it's a big enough discount, cool, I'm in for it. But the problem with CMC is uh, he's still viewed as the number one overall pick in fantasy football. And people are holding on to him, thinking, oh, he's going to be that number one guy. He's going to be that. And you could say, I guess, the same about Saquon Barkley. But most of CMC's injury issues have been this soft tissue-related stuff that, that you know, is, is, is a lingering type of issue. In his first game back, you got 14 carries, four catches from him. Now, that isn't terrible volume for his first game back. The fantasy output wasn't all of that. But I think that is more related to the offensive struggles of this Panther team as a whole. Um, I would love to move CMC for like a James Robinson, uh, a dart thrower receiver like Elijah Moore, even a Corey Davis, two players low on most fantasy players' rosters that have got some pretty good matchups coming up in the fantasy uh, weeks ahead, including the playoffs. So I think CMC could undoubtedly be another uh, league winner again this year if you sell him now and get two for one. I think you get a, you get prime, prime real estate right now because people are thinking, oh, he's still a number one guy. He's still a number one guy. And, you know, there's going to be a, probably a lot of people that disagree with me and say, no, you got to hold on to McCaffrey. I, I'm not one of them, Spank. It depends on your position, too, where you're sitting at in the standings. But an owner of, of McCaffrey is also all, all going to, you know, think his value is on draft day McCaffrey, not week 10 McCaffrey. But, and, and I know you're talking about Panthers, so. I did see just a little while ago that Carolina, laugh if you want, Carolina is entertaining signing Cam Newton with their uh, quarterback issues. So I know it is what it is, but help may be on the way. I don't know, but. That's a good hail no or faux show question later on from <laughs> Cam Newton, man. Oh, my goodness. And speaking of that. I never the... thought I'd say his name again. <laughs> right, right. Like LeSean McCoy. Um, so Thursday night football focus, uh, week number 10 has the Ravens and Dolphins kicking off really another nerve wracking, uh, week because there's just so many question marks by so many players in fantasy football right now. And, and of course, you know, you want to get your week off to a good start by making the right stardom sit decision and considering both defenses have been kind of leakier than usual. I think there's some high ceiling must starts. And interesting sleepers that you might want to think about. Now, Baltimore rolling with Lamar. 
Jackson, while Miami is 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 facing a short week game time decision with Tua, uh, the quarterback there, he's got a finger issue uh, after he couldn't play in Week Nine versus Houston. Tua's status could certainly have an effect on all the players uh, on Miami's offense in this game, but but most of Baltimore's stud offensive players are must starts this week. So, talking about the game tonight, I'm just gonna say if you've got a Baltimore offensive player on your squad, you start him. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you're starting him. We'll talk more about him in my boom segment. He's on that list somewhere. You're also going to... Oh, no. What are you talking about, no? I said, oh, no. Oh, no. That means we're probably matched up. Oh, great, great. (laughs) So, uh, also, I think you start Devontae Freeman. I think it's a no-brainer. And maybe even Le'Veon Bell. Freeman keeps getting it done with touchdowns in the absence of Latavius Murray, whose ankle injury continues to just nag him. He gets the next most rushing volume after Jackson. Should be busy against this terrible Dolphins front seven. He's got a good chance for another short pop in the end zone. If you're desperate, the game script could be ultra positive at this point. Bell could get in there too and get some points. Uh, Another must start is Marquise Brown. He's called Hollywood because of his Florida hometown. A few stone throws away from Hard Rock Stadium during his rookie season in 19. The first rounder from Oklahoma exploded as a big play threat against the Dolphins in half-point PPR. He's a wide receiver five behind uh, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, and Debo Samuel. He's been on point as Jackson's downfield go-to guy. Those yips were not a big deal. They are gone. He's running great routes, finishing with great hands. Easily a number one uh, wide receiver this week against Miami, struggling outside corners. Look for a pretty hefty score. And uh, then my next wide receiver here that's, I think, a must-start. I've got him in three of my, out of my five teams, I've got him on three teams. And I held on to him for a long time, hoping that this day would come. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman. He's had uh, wide receiver three and flex finishes in the past two games, emerging as the number two target opposite Brown and Watkins, who's got a hamstring thing going on. Now, this won't change for the first-round rookie here, given his skill set work, because it complements Brown so well. He should get something, I would think, like five catches tonight, 60 yards in this game, maybe a touchdown, making him really, really good for a PPR start. Mark Andrews tied in. I think you start him. I think you start this guy even in a flex position. Uh, Miami couldn't cover. uh, Who was that? Uh, The tight end for the Falcons. Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah, Pitts. Couldn't, yeah, I mean, didn't Pitts have like a 80 yards and a touchdown? I mean, it, it, yeah, it, career it, game. Crazy, crazy, crazy game for Pitts. Start him. I think you start the Ravens tonight too. The defense. The numbers have been pretty uh, in terms of yardage and points against. Uh, they, they've flashed in certain games. They might be a huge break with Jacoby Brissett in there for for Tua. Baltimore should get into a tee off mode on that QB. Tonight, so again, start that Ravens D. And then, obviously, start Justin Tucker. I mean, you could write a friggin' movie about this guy. He's the only kicker that uh, people just truly love in the NFL, both fantasy and reality. He's actually only the number six kicker in fantasy this year, but that's still pretty darn awesome. Dolphins are allowing a ton of field goals on top of the extra points. Now, getting to the Dolphins, it's just ugly. Um, you sit Brissett. You you don't start any other quarterbacks. I I, I stay away from the running back Miles Gaskin. Um, looked awful this season. I, I I had him on my team. I drafted him early. It's just horrible. Um, 
who else? Sit the kicker, Jason Sanders. I don't know why you'd even think of him. Sit the Dolphins, D. The only two players that I think you might start from Miami tonight would be wide receiver Jalen Waddell. Um, you know, da- Devontae Parker's brief return hurt that rookie first-rounder, but, you know, Waddle's no longer wobbly as the only reliable and viable Dolphins wideout. He should produce for you as a wide receiver three or a flex spot if you need him. Jeff- Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen went deep and short to dent that end zone last week against the Ravens, so uh, Waddle could be big. Also, the tight end, Mike Kosecki. Uh, the Ravens have major inside coverage and safety issues, and that's led to them being bad at covering tight ends. So Mike Kosecki might be, I think he's a number three ranked tight end overall with fantasy starters this week. He should be a good uh, for the ball. I think, you know, 70 yards, maybe five catches, uh, possible touchdown there. So that's your Thursday night football focus. Spanky, let's do some hail, no, and faux show tonight. Lamar Jackson has 200 yards passing and 100 yards rushing tonight. Hail, no, or faux show. That's a double foul show. I like Lamar Jackson in this game a lot. I mean, I like the entire Ravens offense tonight. Lick your well, chops. Hey, you know, it's funny you, you 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 say that, and word is also that uh, 42-year-old Jamal Lewis is coming back to sign with the Ravens just for tonight, <laughs> just so he can pad his stats too. That's how bad it's probably going to be. You're absolutely right. Rashad Bateman breaks out tonight and has... 15-plus fantasy points. Hell no, or faux show. It's a lot to go around with points-wise, but I'll go a faux show. Nice, nice. I like to hear that. And then uh, my last one here for you. (laughs) Dolphins score more than 10 points tonight. Total points. The Dolphins team scores more than 10 points tonight. Not, Not fantasy points, real football points. The Dolphins score more than 10 points. Hell no, or faux show. Unfortunately, I think for show, just for the simple fact, game script, and I think there's going to be some trash touchdowns towards the end of the game. I haven't looked, and our our good friend, rest in peace, Kalna, would have the over-under on this stuff. Uh, I don't even know what the over-under is for that, but I'm, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some trash touchdowns that will help Miami cover that. Yeah, I know the spread is 7.5 points in favor of the Ravens tonight. I do not know the over-under. Um but uh, that's your Thursday night football focus. Ravens uh, versus the Dolphins week number 10. Now let's get to that biggest booms and the biggest bust this week. For week number 10, we'll start off with you, Spanky. Who do you have as your quarterback boom for week number 10? Picking up right where we discussed, and I'm probably confident we're on the same boat. Lamar Jackson versus Miami tonight. Lamar's worst week uh, point-wise was 17 points. Every week he's had double-digit points, 40-plus. Last week, now facing a Miami defense that couldn't cover me, and I am 275 <laughs> pounds. But they rank 25th versus the pass. Wait, you only 275 now, dog? Unfortunately, yes. You only 275 now, dog? <laughs> you, you sure about yeah. I'm going the I'm going the wrong way. Trust me, I had to get weighed for a helicopter ride. I'm, I'm aware of where I'm at. My, That's a whole nother joke. <laughs> So my boom is also Lamar Jackson. Uh, like you said, man, he's the number two scoring quarterback in fantasy this season, only trailing Tom Brady. He's coming off a monster game against the Vikings, 266 yards, three touchdowns 
on top of 21 rushes for 120 more yards. It was just sick, man. The Dolphins' defense looked better against uh, Tyrod Taylor and the Texans last week, but they've just they've struggled against everybody else. Brady, Allen, Carr. Uh, this Jackson's always playing in a homecoming game, it seems like, and this is it. He lit up the Dolphins in week one of the 2019 season to jumpstart his stellar MVP campaign. He's got one of the highest floors this week. I'm sorry, one of the highest ceilings, I'm sorry, and remains a must-start in uh, you know being a, just one of the top QBs in the league. And I think, you know, I think with 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 um, Murray having all these injury problems now, I think that bumped Lamar Jackson up for for MVP uh, of the league. What do you think, Spank? Uh, honestly, I can't argue with that. To be honest with you. All right, running back boom for this week. I'm going to go ahead and start it off. It's your boy Ernest Johnson. He was my boy first, and then Spanky. Spanky always loves stealing the players that I take. You know, I don't get, I don't know why you keep doing that. But um, yesterday, it was, uh, again, even a bigger question mark about Nick Chubb. Uh, he's likely going to be out this week after being placed on that reserve COVID-19 list. It's not looking good. Kareem Hunt's calf still on the IR. That means Johnson will once again be the healthiest back for Cleveland, and they're going to need him this week. Now, we saw in week seven against Denver, Johnson started. He finished with 22 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown, along with two catches for 22 yards on two targets. Now, this won't be an easy matchup against the Patriots. That's the only th- reason why I don't think he is a top five running back this week. But I'm telling you, he's going to have a boom game. Six running backs have scored at least 12 PPR points against the Patriots in the past five games. I like Johnson as a top 10 running back this week especially if Chubb is out, which I think he is going to be. That's my boom running back. Spank, who's yours? My boom, I went with uh, Zeke Elliott. I know it's kind of been an up or down season with him, but he's at home versus Atlanta. Uh, some game strip uh, script may uh, factor this number as well, but the Falcons' run defense gives up 120-plus yards per game rushing and ranks 23rd in the NFL. So I think this is a good week for Zeke. I like that. All right, wide receiver boom, who do you got for Week 10? I went, and this is based off of Mr. Russ coming back, but DK Metcalf coming back Green Bay, I think, if Aaron's back as well with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I'm basing that off Wilson coming back because facing a less than stellar Packers defense, DK has only two games with less than double-digit points and coming off of a bye. So I think that's a, this is a good matchup for him this week if Russell comes back. There you go. Uh, my wide receiver boom is going to be Mr. Hunter Renfro, Las Vegas Raiders uh, against the the Chiefs. The Chiefs, man, it's just been not good this year for anything Kansas City Chiefs wise. It's 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 hurtful to watch. Uh, in the first game for the Raiders without Henry Ruggs the third, Renfro stepped up in Week Nine at the Giants. He had seven catches, almost fifty yards, touchdown, nine targets. He now has five games this season. With at least eight targets, he scored at least 12 PPR points in four of them. He should to get plenty of chances against the Chiefs, and Renfro should be a starter in all your PPR leagues. In any other format, you really need to consider him to be a flex play this week against the Chiefs. My flex boom for this week is another quarterback. I think this guy is just, I mean, he's putting an exclamation point on every single week for the last, what, four weeks now, Carson Wentz, man. Um, And here's another reason why I think it's a big boom. He's expecting his second child any day now, and and what a gift 
that would be for his new baby, right? Lighting up this Jaguars defense. Uh, it, it should help. It, it should happen. I'm counting on Wentz to have a big game against the Jags. Wentz has been a quality fantasy QB of late. Six games in a row where he's had at least 20 fantasy points. He scored at least 24 fantasy points in three games in a row against San Fran, Tennessee, and the Jets. He should keep that up against Jacksonville this week at home. So if you've got Carson Wentz and you're kind of trying to decide who you start, uh, maybe over a Kyler Murray this week, hint, hint, when we get to our bust, that's something that you might do. Spakey, who's your flex boom for this week? Quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I comboed up with a wide receiver in my flex, and I went with uh, Hollywood Brown tonight. Obviously, we went over that earlier, but uh, I think it's a big week for the Ravens stars as well. You know, we discussed that earlier. Miami has given up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So combo up that with Lamar. It's looking like, again, a big night for the Ravens. Yeah, I agree, man. It's <laughs> that, that might be the only reason why people watch tonight is see how many fantasy points the, the Ravens put up against the Dolphins. All right, let's get to our big bust for week number 10. Spanky, who do you got starting off with quarterback? I honestly don't think anybody should be starting him at this point in the season, but Baker Mayfield at New England. Uh, again, not sure who's going to start him, but maybe in two quarterback leagues. But if he faces a Pats defense that ranks six versus a pass, I wouldn't touch Baker Mayfield this week. I don't right. think too many people have to anyway. Well, you just took the words right out of my mouth because, yes, he is my quarterback bust to Baker Mayfield. Um, I have right here, and I can text a screenshot of it to people uh, on the social media. Why are you starting this guy? <laughs> uh, he, I mean, it's, I don't know what it is about Baker Mayfield that people want to start him on their fantasy roster. I don't get it. Maybe because he's tough. Um, I just don't. I think you know it, it, the the game against New England is going to come from the uh, the running backs and 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 running the ball because it, you know playing the Patriots they just know how to cover wide receivers they know how to cover tight ends they know how to to stop quarterbacks and this Patriot defense only allows sixteen fantasy points per game and Mayfield's only worth using in if you've got maybe a two QB league and super flex so yeah Baker Mayfield guys don't start him that's that's a great call. Uh, my running back bust for this week. I know Spanky's not going to like hearing about this. It's your boy Antonio Gibson uh, for the Red uh, the Washington Football Team. Gibson's been struggling big time uh, the entire season, especially the past three games. He's combined for just 19 PPR points over that span. Uh, he's hopefully healthy, coming off a bye, but he hasn't scored a touchdown since week number. Spank, take a guess. Ever? <laughs> week five was his last touchdown. And uh, he has just seven catches in the past three outings. Now, that's a bad matchup for Gibson against the Buccaneers, who are number 10 in fantasy points allowed to running backs. Now, McKissick, I like more than Gibson this week, given the matchup. And I, and I would only use Gibson uh, if you're in a PPR, full PPR, and in a flex spot against the Bucks. Who's your running back bust for this week? I went with Mr. Alvin Kamara. This is based on his day-to-day status. Right. He sat out practice yesterday, and you just got to be prepared for him to be out this week if you have him, but I don't think this is a good matchup for Kamara at Tennessee. Who's your wide receiver bust? Well, I, we kind of touched on a lot of the Carolina earlier, but I'm going to go with DJ Moore versus Arizona, and this is based on very bad QB play. Even if they do sign Cam Newton, I don't think it's going to be a quick turnaround for DJ Moore because he started out on fire, but I believe it's been like the last three, maybe four weeks. It's just he's not even in starting. 
position unless it's maybe a flex, but I think DJ Moore's a bust this week. Yeah, I agree with you. Anything on Carolina just seems like a bust right now. Devontae Smith is who I've got from the Philadelphia Eagles as my bust. Uh, Smith was great in Week 9, don't get me wrong, against the Chargers. He had five catches, 116 yards, a touchdown on six targets, but I don't want you to think you're going to get that every week now. Hopefully that's a game the guy can build on, but I'm not willing to call him a must-start receiver just yet. It was only his second touchdown of the season and his first one since week one. He's also scored 11 PPR points or less in three games in a row prior to week nine. He doesn't have an easy matchup against the Broncos. Denver's allowed just three touchdowns to opposing receivers in the past three games. Cleveland, Washington, Dallas, and the guys who scored were DeAndre Carter, Malik Turner twice. Uh, The standout receivers, Beckham, Landry, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, combined for just 26 PPR points. And I think Smith's going to struggle big time in this matchup. Now, my big bust flex position, I had to go another quarterback, and I wanted to talk about Kyler Murray because he's killing me in a, a few leagues that I really need Kyler Murray to be uh, to be good. Is Kyler Murray a quarterback for you, Spank, or no? I do have him in my main league. Uh, however, I am teetering regardless if he's healthy this week or not on starting him. I was able to... Uh, nab Russell off of uh, the uh, free agent pile for some odd reason. He was released by the owner. Uh, I don't know that I trust Murray yet. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to talk about here. Kyler Murray versus Carolina. As of this morning, Murray looks like he's going to start after being out week nine with that ankle injury. Now, uh, he's not 100%. I mean, that's just obvious. DeAndre Hopkins, not 100%. They're going to be out without Chase Edmonds. Um, It's just not looking good for Kyler Murray. I don't know why the Cardinals would even start him or bring him back. Um, You know, he he wasn't even running the ball very much anyway to begin with before the ankle injury, and um, it just scares me. So I, I would stay away from Kyler Murray this week unless you have to start. I mean, if you've got Kyler Murray on your team and David Carr, I think you're going. I don't know. I mean, you might go car. I mean, you just you might go car. Um, it's 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 tough to start Kyler Murray this week. Um, so that's my flex bust. Kyler Murray versus Carolina. Who's your uh, flex bust? My flex. I went with Debo Samuel versus the Rams. It's basically just a tough Monday night matchup. Rams defense has given up the eighth fewest. Fantasy points to wide receivers. Tough matchup for Debo. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, things you're needing to look at, too, with injuries this week. Lots of questionables, lots of doubtfuls. Um, Best thing to do, I hate doing this on a Thursday, Spank, you know, because the the Friday practice or the Friday, you know, unless you can get in a full practice on Friday, a lot of these uh, injury updates, they just kind of don't change much until Sunday, and and I hate that. It just sucks. So... You know, looking through the lineups here, Kyler Murray, Hopkins, Booker, questionable. Chase Edmonds for Arizona is out. Um, who else here? Rondale Moore now for Arizona has been added to the questionable list. Um, going through some other players here. It looks like, uh, let's see here. Uh, Gibson uh, looks like he's questionable. Of course, Russell Wilson is still on the IR, and you said and, and, and you said he might be taken off the IR this week. Is that right? Uh, from everything that I've been reading, I think they came out and they said that he, the doctor, had cleared him. So, which again, 
I think it's a miracle. If you looked at his finger whenever all this happened, I think it's great that he's coming back, great for owners that kept him and rode it out this long, but um, he's been fully cleared to return. So I don't know if you give it a game to see what he's got and see if he, how much he's lost, but it's Russell Wilson. You're, you know, you're still playing him if, right. he, if he is healthy. A.J. Green from Arizona on the COVID list. He might not play this week. Rondale Moore from Arizona, questionable. So all the wide receivers are banged up right now in, in Arizona. Antonio Brown, another wide receiver you need to keep your eye on, too, because he was doing some rehab this week. Looked pretty good. He should start. Uh, Alex Callens for Seattle, not looking good, uh, the running back there. Um, so so keep your eye out on, on that guy. Matt Stafford was a big, big question uh, at quarterback. And, you know... Uh, his back looks like he might be okay. They say they're going to keep an eye on it a little bit tomorrow, see if he gets in a full practice. Um, who else was I was I seeing here on the uh, questionable list? Oh, Rob Gronkowski. You know, uh, Tom Brady says he misses him, and he's come out and said many times, "I need, I need Tom, I need Gronk back. I really, really need him back." So he's trying to get back as fast as he can. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, who else was banged up? Claypool, that he showed up. Chase Claypool, uh, hit turf toe. That might be big for uh, the other wide receiver there in Pittsburgh, Johnson. And then Cole Beasley for Buffalo. Uh, ribs did not practice uh, yesterday. Uh, keep an eye on on that injury as well. Anybody on your injury uh, wire that you're looking at? My entire roster? <laughs> no. No, you covered the majority of them. I mean, but it's it's week 10. But here's another thing I want to point out in week 10, and it's something that I have to admit. Uh, as we go through this season, it's now week 10. We've made that clear. Um, I don't know that I like this number change thing. I don't know if we've ever touched on that, but sometimes I'm getting confused by thinking I'm rooting for my – you know, you're used to the quarterbacks with the low numbers, the running backs with the running back numbers, and now they're kind of jacked up. So like Leonard Fournette, and for example, I'm sitting there before you cheer, see what you got to make sure that that's the right guy scoring and stuff. I, that jumped out at me last week while I was waiting, while I was watching some of the games with these numbers. I'm thinking that's not the normal number you used to be wearing. So <laughs> I know I'm not the only person out there in fantasy football land that gets confused. Oh yeah, with this season and these crazy numbers out there. Ah, yeah, you're definitely right. Uh, looking at the waiver wire, guys, um, some some players you might want to look at. We're going to go deep again because, you know, that's what we like to do. Uh, we mentioned some of them, Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. They might be available in your league. Again, if you're if you're in a league that just started or a league that, you know, uh, is is filled of, of people that just don't – that are the, the one-day-a-week fantasy football people. And, and there are people like that, Spanky. We always take that for granted. You know, we're, we're – I'm in one league out of my five – that if I don't win it, I might quit fantasy football for the rest of my life because these people are just one-day-a-week football people, and uh, it's embarrassing. But there are people out there like that, so here, here's some help for you. Devontae Freeman at running back. Uh, Eno Benjamin from Arizona. You know, we talked about the Chase Edmonds thing, James Conner thing. Uh, Eno Benjamin, try to pick him up. Jordan Howard from Philadelphia. Uh, wide receivers, uh, I, you know, Rashad Bateman. I got made fun of uh, by somebody for picking him up so early. But I said, well, that's the kind of guy you need to pick up because he's very, very talented, and he's now starting. So for Rashad Bateman, I think he was available in about 60% of leagues, which was crazy. Um, Elijah Moore for the Jets and Russell Gage 
from Atlanta. Uh, quarterback, you know what? Why not pick up Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> it's not a great week for quarterback streaming candidates, but Trevor Lawrence finds himself in a great matchup against the Colts' fantasy-friendly secondary, so that might be somebody that you might want to stream this week. What do you think about that, Spank? <laughs> I think you're drinking too much of the punch is what I think. <laughs> All right, there you go. Spank box, why don't you wrap it up, man? Week 10 for the fantasy football junkies. What do you got, my guy? Well, hold on one second. Before we jump into that real quick, though, I, I want to give you guys props. Last week uh, was a tough week for you guys, and, and thank you goes out to our friend, uh, Mr. Andy Lindzen, uh, that filled in. Uh, you did a, a fine job. I don't. I hate giving you compliments out of anybody. But you guys handled it. The situation was thrown at us. So I just want to commend you guys. I was able to listen to uh, the podcast. And I think you guys handled it uh, rather well. So congratulations on that. Thanks, man. Thanks. Now on the spank box, and I have to change it a little bit this week. Uh, Instead of saying, hey, don't be that guy, this week it's, Hey, don't be those guys. I don't be those guys. And this comes off of an email uh, that I was, it's what gave me the idea this week from uh, Booze and Buddies uh, B&B. I don't know what the B&B stands for. Maybe Bonzi and Blant. I'm not sure. But don't be those guys that coordinate a trade, especially when you're trading for somebody and you're giving up a good let's say, running back for a quarterback that's on a bye. Don't be those guys that ignore all the other offers that are sent your way. Don't be those guys that feed the collusion of a league because the commissioner's got to answer the phone call when the league members call and say, hey, why you push that through? Don't be those guys. And then don't be that guy that ignores his team and gives other managers Let's keep it clean for the kids. BS excuses. Oh, I was in the car for 12 hours. Oh, I'm an idiot. I missed it. And then you go and make a trade with your buddy that's two studios away. Don't be those guys. I <clears throat> I, I appreciate the spank box, and, and, I, and I agree with you 100%, but when you uh, have a commissioner that you trust and know he's always going to do the right thing, I don't think any of that other stuff matters, Spank. You do a great job, buddy. I wasn't talking about you. I'm just, I, I'm just saying. And plus, he doesn't work here anymore either. He's 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 long gone. <laughs> he got. I, I have I, I I have nothing but love and respect for the both of you. I have no idea. It was submitted to me by uh, what was it? Losing buddy B and B. So I don't I'm I don't glad. know. I still know what the B and B stands for. What? But. Hey, don't be those guys, I Yeah, may- maybe we'll let you come up with the questions every week now since you're getting so many emails, which is awesome. Fantasy Football Junkies, follow us on social media, Twitter, uh, and uh, we really appreciate you guys if you share the podcast with folks. Spanky, thank you, dude. Great job. Good luck in week number 10. I hope you don't get totally destroyed this week by uh, one of your best friends who only likes to talk when they beat me, which that's that's pretty awesome, bud. Far for the course. <laughs>